You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so this is going to be one of those episodes where I went into planning and preparing for this podcast with a little bit of an outline of everything I wanted to get into. But lo and behold, one thing happens to the left, one thing happens to the right, and we've got a brand new podcast. So I'm going to say right off the top here of this episode of the Locked on Nittany Lines podcast that we're not going to get to everything I intended to get into in today's podcast. And that is because we have breaking news to react to from the world of Penn State basketball. We'll get into all that. James Franklin got a chance to speak with the media as they kicked off their spring football practices. We're going to get into that as well. And unfortunately, the Penn State hockey season looks like it's coming to a close here following their overtime loss against Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament. So like I said, lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Thank you for joining me today on whatever podcasting app you may be listening to. My name is Kevin McGuire, contributed at AthlonSports.com. You can catch me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Amazon Music, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed and make sure you leave a rating and review. Let us know what you think about today's episode, the show in general, because my goodness, there's a lot to get into in today's episode. I don't want to wait too much longer, but I do want to remind you guys also that you can stay socially connected with us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all using the username of LockedOnNittany. So let's start off today's episode by touching on the breaking news that came out Monday evening, and it was kind of the developing story throughout the last 24, 48 hours, where it looked as though since Penn State was not going to the NIT, that Penn State was going to be able to make their move and make their official hiring of their next head basketball coach relatively quickly. How soon that was going to be, I was still a little skeptical that we obviously saw a couple of the names that were floating out there as the top candidates, among them Micah Shrewsbury, Purdue assistant coach, who of course has now been named the next head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions. I will say he it looks like he is going to stick with Purdue throughout the course of their NCAA tournament run. They're going to be playing Friday night against North Texas. Uh, we'll see how far Purdue goes into the tournament. If they get out of the first weekend, uh, they could have a potential matchup with Villanova in round two. So it might be a pretty interesting matchup. But uh, bottom line is Penn State has their head coach. They have a guy who has developed some really good names in the NBA, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, just in the name of a few, uh, Kyrie Irving, among the many players that he has been able to help develop, help coach along the way into becoming some star players at the next level. And you know what? That can bode very well for a program like Penn State that is looking to take that next step. Now, I'm not saying that this instantly changes Penn State into a Big Ten powerhouse Far from that. There's lots of room for improvement. And I don't even know if Michael Shrewsbury is going to be the guy that takes this program to the next level. But I certainly feel as though there is reason to be confident in the selection of him as the next head coach because of his coaching experience. You know, every great head coach has to get that first gig, right? So we don't know what's going to happen with Michael Shrewsbury, but we do know that he has experienced developing players that have played at a very high level. He's been on some very successful programs. You know, Purdue's going into this tournament as a number four seed. Uh, he has been with Brad Stevens, the uh, head coach of the Boston Celtics, with the Boston Celtics, as well as during his time at Butler, going to two national championship games with Butler 
uh, he's doing something right. So there is uh, there is something to be looking forward to. I think I think Penn State got a good coaching hire. Again, I'm not a huge college basketball expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I can look at the guy's resume. I can look at the players he has worked with in the world of basketball, and I can suggest to you that this might be the best coaching hire that Penn State has made in quite some time. You know, I thought the Pat Chambers hire at the time was a pretty good hire coming off of that Villanova staff. I sort of feel some of the similarities with getting an assistant coming from a very successful program and background, the kind of way that Pat Chambers was when he came out of Villanova. I, I do think that there is there is uh, some good groundwork here being laid for the program moving forward. So I think that this is a good hire. I would be curious to hear what you guys have to say. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it all week long on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm sure people are going to be talking about it left and right as we get a chance to maybe hear from Shrewsbury in a Zoom call. I would imagine one's going to be set up very shortly, if not already for today. Obviously, he is preparing for uh, Purdue's NCAA tournament run. So that's why I was kind of wondering whether or not Penn State had their guy lined up. Uh, were they going to be able to make an announcement before the tournament because it looked like one of the top two candidates was going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. So I kind of imagine there might be a scenario in play where they have the, the verbal agreement. They just have to wait for things to open up so they can make the announcement. And uh, rather than wait for Purdue to play any game, they're going to go ahead and move forward. So Penn State has officially announced it. Purdue has wished him best of luck, but says that he still has some work to finish there in West, West Lafayette, or I guess in Indianapolis, as the tournament will be hosted there this weekend. So again, we can talk about Michael Shrewsbury all throughout the week. I'll see if I can line up a guest to kind of give some insight on where exactly Penn State is heading now with the new head coach. But we, we do know is that they will not be playing in the NIT. And just real quickly, I think it's a shame that Penn State is not getting a chance to play in the NIT. I think a lot of people kind of expected that they were going to be playing in the NIT. We all knew that the only way they were going to get into the NCAA tournament was if they were going to be uh, the Big Ten champion. And <laughs> no, that was not going to happen. So all eyes, I believe, were going to be set on the NIT. Uh, of course, that was a little bit of a surprising development that they were not invited to the NIT. And I should say that that is the word that's out there. Uh, it's officially that Penn State was not invited, not that they declined to play in the NIT. So big difference there. Uh, there might have been some speculation that because Penn State was in the midst of a coaching change, uh, could they back out of any invite to the NIT? As of the time I'm recording this, it seems as though Penn State just simply was not invited to the NIT. So it's a shame. It's a shame for the players not getting a chance to play in the postseason, you know, regardless of the NCAA tournament like they should have been in last year and the NIT, which they should have been in this year. Uh, all eyes are now focusing on the future of this program under Micah Shrewsbury. So let us know what you think about the coaching hire, the direction of Penn State basketball, what do you have concerning you? What questions do you have? Let's bring them to the table. Reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Some of you may be actually be listening to this podcast in your car, and I hope your car is in good working condition. And If it's not, now's a good time to go to rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com. They are the family business that have been serving customers all their auto parts supplies online for 20 years and counting, I should say. And why is that? Because they make it as easy and seamless and straightforward as possible. So even if you don't really have an idea of what you're looking for, rockauto.com is gonna be there to make it incredibly easy for you. 
So all I do is I go to rockauto.com. I enter the make and model of my car. I drive a Honda Civic 2012. If I need some wipers, I'm going to go there. It's going to bring me up the exact wipers that I need in their catalog. They bring up the catalog of everything available specifically for your car. So you don't have to flip through cross-reference guides and ask a sales associate for assistance. You can do it all straight on your computer or your mobile device. Just go to rockauto.com, enter the make and model of your car or your truck, and find out all the parts available for your particular vehicle. It's great for do-it-yourselfers. It's great for novices like me. And why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? They're going to give you the best prices they possibly can. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Betting on the upcoming college basketball tournament doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. So as if the basketball news was not exciting enough for Penn State fans on Monday, how about the start of spring football practices? Yeah, you've been hearing me talk about this for the last couple of weeks, but it's finally here. A year after getting their entire spring schedule completely wiped out with the pandemic uh, wrecking havoc on the entire sports calendar and, of course, beyond, Penn State finally gets a chance to get back into the groove with their spring football practices, which kicked off officially on Monday. And that, of course, started off with the annual James Franklin press conference. Not too surprisingly, one of the first things that James Franklin made sure to reference, or at least when he was addressing some of the questions that were fielded his way, was just how important it is for Penn State to be back into a rhythm with a spring practice schedule. Um, you know, it's it's kind of strange that we have some staff members that have been here going on two years, and this is their first spring ball. Uh, same thing with some players, you know, in their first spring ball. So we can't take anything for granted. Um, that really was somewhat or fairly inconsistent across college football last year as well as in our own conference. Uh, so we just got to make sure that we go through everything in detail so we're all on the same page about expectations and standards. Now, one of the reasons that James Franklin has been looking forward to this spring is the fact that he has some new members of the coaching staff. And this is something that I have been saying on a number of occasions in recent weeks. This is an upgrade across the board as far as the offensive staff is concerned, starting with offensive coordinator Mike Yersich. But James Franklin seemed to be very happy to have all of his new additions on board for the spring. Obviously, the hires of Mike Yersich, Ty Howell, and Anthony Poindexter feel really good about all three of those moves that we made in the offseason. Uh, feel like not only not only have they jumped in with both feet, um, you know, from a from a football perspective, but also culturally have been great fits as well. Um, I've known Anthony Poindexter for a long time and uh, I've tried to hire him on several occasions. So this this worked out really well. Uh, Mike Yersich, I think you guys know we've been involved, um, you know, with Mike for the last couple of years. Uh, and then obviously, you know, we were able to interview Ty Hal for over a year uh, on our staff and, and been really impressed with him. Now, Ty Hal is just one of a handful of former Penn State lettermen that are on the staff. That was also something that James Franklin made sure to point out. It's pretty cool right now that we got six um, lettermen, um, you know, Penn State football lettermen on, on our staff with Terry Smith, Ty Hal, Dion Barnes, Wendy Laurent. Alan Zemitis and, and Todd Kolka. So you know, really cool. We got six of those guys in our program. 
that can can provide tremendous uh, information and insight uh, from a historical, from a tradition uh, perspective. Now, I've been saying the last couple of weeks that Penn State just getting a chance to have spring football practices will bode much better for them in the fall than what we saw last year. Having a completely disjointed offseason, yes, every team had to deal with something, but Penn State didn't have any spring practices. Their summer was very uh, detoured from the norm. And, of course, this is a chance to learn from what happened last year and prepare and hopefully continue things going trending in the right direction. And I think James Franklin does feel as though just getting a chance to kind of make up for some lost time will be a focus starting this spring. Yeah, I think it, it has to. Uh, you know, you have no other choice. If, if you look again nationally and not only in our own conference, um, you look at the teams who had uh, either all of spring ball or some of spring ball, there's a pretty strong correlation, um, you know, with, with last year. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we're definitely approaching it that way. Uh, same thing with camp. You know, you know, we're going to have to look take a similar approach when we get to summer camp because we, you know, we did not have a traditional summer camp last year as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're approaching it, um, you know, as if this is a tremendous opportunity to, to build our team from the ground up, uh, you know, like we always do in, in, in more of a normal um, kind of routine and a normal calendar and a normal model. Um, you know, but again, you know, to your point, you know, there are some differences there and, and we really should have took last year as what an unbelievable opportunity to learn, uh, under very challenging circumstances, but, um, you know, uh, also an opportunity to learn and get better. There were a couple other things to come out of this press conference with James Franklin, and we'll touch on a couple in our next segment. But I also wanted to make sure that I mentioned the status of running back Noah Kane did pop up in the interview session of the press conference. And he was asked, James Franklin was asked whether or not we were going to see Noah Kane this spring. And James Franklin said that he's still recovering from his ankle injury, which is kind of to be expected. So now is a time to go a little bit easy and make sure you're not rushing anybody back before they're fully ready. But it does sound as though James Franklin is optimistic that we will at least see Noah Kane maybe in the second half of the spring football practices. So something to keep an eye on. I've always said that the running back depth, I still think it's going to be pretty decent by the time the fall comes around. Obviously keeping everybody healthy is of the utmost importance right now. And having a healthy Noah Kane would certainly give this Penn State offense a little bit of a boost because while I do trust the running back depth, I would trust it even more if I know that Noah Kane is going to be healthy. I know he's been battled up, banged up a little bit uh, during his time at Penn State, his short time at Penn State, but I do feel as though he could be a real strength for that running game, which I do think is going to be a pretty good, strong asset for Penn State in the coming fall. Well, let's shift back to basketball real quick because the tournament is coming up in just a few days, and now is the great time to make sure that you are all signed up on betonline.ag and ready to go. Take a look at the Big Ten odds to win this year's NCAA tournament. And yeah, sniff, sniff. Unfortunately, Penn State is not listed. But the Big Ten has a pretty good chance to bring home a national championship to the conference. Your number one seeds, Michigan and Illinois, have the best odds among all Big Ten teams to win it all. Michigan with the 6-1 to one odds on bet online. Illinois, 13-2. You got Iowa and Ohio State both as number two seeds. Iowa's got 18-1 to one odds, and Ohio State's got 25-1. to one. Purdue, we just talked about Micah Shrewsbury. How about Micah Shrewsbury and the Purdue Boilermakers with that number four seed at 50 to 1? Let's go all the way with Shrewsbury, huh? And of course, Wisconsin at 66 to 1. You can get Michigan State at 100 to 1. Maryland and Rutgers both at 200 to 1. Yeah, that's right. Rutgers made the tournament this year. Good for them. 
Make sure you check out all the latest odds on Bet Online. Make sure you are signed up for your totally free account. Get betting today with BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And right now, if you use the promo code Locked On, they will give you a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. And unlike other sports gambling websites, this is an unlimited, uncapped 50% welcome bonus. So it doesn't matter what you put in for your first deposit. BetOnline is going to give you 50% on top of that. That is free money, folks. Listen to the Locked On Bets podcast and start cashing in on your bets with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But enough about those brackets. Let's talk about the bracket that everybody else is talking about, and that is, of course, the bracket from Built Bar in their search to find the best Built Bar out there. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com and vote in today's matchup. Today, we've got a pretty good one. Coconut Almond going up against Peanut Butter Brownie. Peanut Butter Brownie fresh off that first-round victory over Raspberry, and I think they take it to Coconut Almond. Look, I'm a fan of Coconut Almond, but if I have to choose between Peanut Butter Brownie and Coconut Almond, I'm sorry, Coconut. I got to go with my Peanut Butter Brownie. I think Peanut Butter Brownie goes on to the next round where they will face cookies and cream. No matter who comes out of this round, this is a good matchup to look forward to. So cast your vote today on BuiltBar.com. Follow all the action on their Twitter account at Bar underscore Built. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order on BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Whether it's football, basketball, hockey, baseball, if it's happening in the Big Ten, Ben's got you covered with an in-depth look at the conference every Monday through Friday. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed and following Locked On Nittany Lions Totally free to follow both of those podcasts on your favorite podcasting app and throw in a follow for Locked on Bets as well. So like I said, lots of stuff happening in the Big Ten this weekend. And of course, there was a lot of news coming out of Penn State. I will mention before I move on, Penn State did lose in the Big Ten hockey tournament with an overtime thriller against Wisconsin. It seems like these two schools, every time they meet in the Big Ten tournament, it's going to be a close, hard-fought game. And unfortunately for Penn State, the five seed going into the tournament, fresh off of their victory over Notre Dame in the first round, uh, their season looks like it comes to an end. I can't imagine they're going to be going on to any other tournament after this. Wisconsin certainly was going to be going to the NCAA uh, hockey tournament as was, but now it's going to be very difficult for Penn State to be moving on. So it looks like it's going to be turning the page, looking forward to next season for the Penn State hockey program. But I say this, uh, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The fact that Penn State hockey has become such a thing is encouraging. And there is no reason why Penn State basketball can't make the same kind of metamorphosis. I understand Penn State basketball has some shortcomings. Uh, Hockey is a little bit of an upstart sport, relatively speaking. And there's probably a, a better user or better pool of players and talent that Penn State can pull from to bring in some of the top talent to put together a hockey program. So it's not necessarily apples to apples when we're talking about hockey and basketball, but I think with all the success that Penn State has had across various athletic programs, there is reason to believe that if you get the right coach hired for that Penn State basketball program, you can start to see some of the same levels of success. I'm not saying Penn State goes and wins Big Ten tournaments, although that would be great. I'm just saying get to a tournament, an NCAA tournament once 
every other decade a little bit more often than that, I think we'll be okay. But very interested to see what Micah Shrewsbury has to offer for Penn State. Again, uh, he'll be coaching for Purdue this weekend. So it might be a little bit of time before we actually see Shrewsbury come out and introduce himself directly to Penn State fans and media. Uh, let him take care of his business in Purdue uh, for however long, long as that takes. And then he's going to get to work at Penn State. He's probably already at working for Penn State right now. But uh, very interested to see where they go from there. I do want to throw out a couple more things coming out of that James Franklin Zoom call. Uh, the big question about whether or not Penn State is going to play a blue-white game uh, Silver remains to be on the table, and this was kind of hinted at previously by Sandy Barber, and it's kind of echoing uh, some of the sentiments from James Franklin, suggesting that you know, they would like to play a spring game, sure, but it doesn't look like they're going to be able to have fans to that, so if you can't have fans to a spring game, uh, do you really feel like it's worth putting one out there? And maybe you put together some kind of scrimmage to the way that they probably are going to already have in Beaver Stadium anyway. But I feel as though it's probably going to be another year before we officially see a spring game. Now, I, I say this on a day where Pennsylvania has lifted some of those restrictions for large outdoor gatherings and, uh, and indoor restaurants and stuff like that. So it, things are trending in a good direction. But it feels as though every message that's coming out of Penn State is they're going to be a little bit more cautious, at least through the rest of the spring, and focus on making sure they can bring as many people back to events beginning with the fall season. So that, to me, makes sense. And that, to me, suggests that uh, even if they have a spring game, it's not going to be one with a lot of fans, if any fans at all. So I would not get your hopes up if you're hoping to get out to a blue-white game. That's just my personal opinion, the way I'm reading it right now. Things can obviously change, but it looks as though they're still discussing all their options. They haven't committed one way or the other. So it would suggest to me that you're probably not going to see a blue-white game this year, at least in person. So maybe next year we'll see where we are. Hopefully we're in a better spot, uh, and I think we will be. I, I really do feel like that. So that was interesting to note. Uh, in tomorrow's podcast, I do want to dig a little bit more into the conversation about the quarterback situation. And no, I don't think there's any sense of a quarterback controversy at Penn State. Sean Clifford's going to be your starting quarterback, but it's all about adding depth, building depth, and how do you do that? So there were some comments about the transfer portal. We're going to get into a little bit more of that today. I've got some, I've got more audio from the James Franklin press conference, so we can dig into it a little bit more, and we'll do that in tomorrow's podcast. So make sure you follow this podcast for free on whatever podcasting app you're listening to us on, and make sure you come back tomorrow, and we'll dig a little bit more into the quarterbacks. Uh, so th this is supposed to be our Twitter Tuesday episode. However, there was just so much that uh, went on today. So we're going to extend Twitter Tuesday into tomorrow and Wednesday. I will have a pretty big announcement. I'm very excited about that for you guys tomorrow. So make sure you check that out anyway. But I will accept your questions and your comments. Anything about the news that happened on Monday you want to throw into the conversation, we will definitely mix that into the upcoming podcast for either for Wednesday or maybe even for Thursday because there's been so much going on. But that's going to be a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for following and listening on whatever podcasting app you prefer, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Radio.com, whatever you're using to listen to my voice right now, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button and make sure you leave a rating and a review. It really helps us out as we continue to grow this show. And now is a great time to be on board because there is so much happening and there's so much more to come. Uh, now it's a great time to make sure you're plugged in to the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast on your favorite podcasting app. You can also reach out to us and follow us on your favorite social media platform. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram on the username Locked on Nittany across the board. So make sure you give us a follow, give us a like, give us those thumbs up, give us those retweets, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, and send in your questions and your comments on any of those platforms at any time. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my college football content on AthlonSports.com. Big announcement coming up tomorrow. And, of course, you can check me out on Patreon at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. Have a great day, everybody. We'll come back do it all again tomorrow. Got some more stuff to get into. Have a great day. I'll talk to you then. Bye.